this is Sass with Cass. God, I'm like professionally sorry for that. <laughs> Welcome to this episode of Sass with Cass. I'm your host, Cassandra Grodd, and I'm the best-selling author of both Bully and Darling. It is my intention behind creating this podcast to share with you my passion around helping others feel like their most confident selves. Even if this podcast is just able to give you a smile or something to lighten up your day, I really hope that I can share my love for healing, beauty, sex, life, and everything in between. Thank you so much for tuning in and welcome to the Self Love Club. Hi guys, and welcome back to Sass with Cass. It is so great to say that. Oh my gosh, I'm really excited to be chatting to you guys today. Uh, we actually had a break from our usual Sass with Cass um, schedule or program, and that was to stand in support with the Black Lives Matter movement. Instead of listening to my voice uh, last week, I think it was, I recommended to spend your time listening to another podcast, which delved into some really great points um, on the movement, on Black Lives Matter, and to provide further education. I hope you've all been doing that. I just sort of wanted to take the space to say at the start of this podcast that that has been a huge focus for me, um, educating myself and learning more about what I can do to help. I've been sharing a bunch of things that I found really interesting on my social media. So if you don't follow me there, it's at Cassandra Grodd or at Quotes with Cass. Basically, just providing links for donations to sign petitions, how you can stand up and show you your support, and also how you can educate yourself on what's going on. I will also be posting the links to those um, things, like the petitions and the donation links, uh, in the show notes. So just scroll down and check out the show notes if you're on Spotify, you're on Apple, wherever you are right now. If you are needing to, you know, show some support, and if you want to, and if you're available to, I would love that. So just wanted to take the space to say that and thank you last week for listening to some other voices that I think really needed to be amplified, not my own. And thank you for your understanding with that. I know a few of you reached out. You're like, where's the pod? Um, also, by the way, just to say that you can join the Facebook group. So Sass with Cass is a Facebook group. It is um, run by the admin, which is me and my agent, Liam. So we will accept you into the group um, and I, I post really regular updates on there. So we did post the update and yeah, that's where you can find a lot more direct information about the podcast. It's really cool watching our family grow. Um, I love you all so much and thank you for such an amazing first month of the pod. And I hope wherever you are in the world right now, you're well and safe because there is loads of things going on. So anyway, that is my very, very long intro. Um, this episode today is actually on spirituality and my spiritual journey, which has been so long in the making and in the, you know, everyone always asks me about it. So I'm really excited to share that with you guys. And without further ado, let's jump straight into it. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking about getting into spirituality, 
I can understand how overwhelming it is from the outside looking in. You kind of feel like nothing makes sense and you don't know where to start and there's no roadmap or clear indication of what you should do and what steps you should take and how you should practice them. And I feel like when I started to look into spirituality, I saw these sort of all these groups of people. There were people who used crystals and there was witches and there was tarot card readers and mediums and psychics. And I was kind of thinking, how do I fit into all of this? And it's a really fair question. It's really justified. And I think the problem with it is there's no clear journey and there's no clear path. There's no start here, finish here. And the first thing you need to onboard is that it's kind of going to be your life's work to come to an awakening and to experience this. And there really is no end goal with spirituality. It is the journey and the process and the discovery of yourself, like peeling back an onion, all the layers of yourself and what you can discover at the bottom. And that's what makes it really fun and really excites me and encourages me to keep going. And I hope that's anyone who's listening to this, who's listening about getting into spirituality, that's the first thing you need to onboard is it? it really is the process as corny and lame as that sounds. And it isn't anything really to do with where you're going to end up. Um, so that being said, how I found my way into it, I guess I never really felt totally normal growing up. Um, I was one of those people or those kids that just never entirely fitted in. Like I had friends and I wasn't a complete loser, (laughs) but I never completely found myself and found myself in exactly where I wanted to be. I was sort of a little bit of a misfit and on the edges and I was creative and I liked art and I did a lot of sport like horse riding and all these different things and sort of when I kind of got into my mid-teens I realized the first thing that was speaking to me was coincidences. Really, really big, unbelievable, crazy coincidences. Like I would think about someone and they'd appear. Um, I would think about someone and they'd text me. I would have dreams that something was going to happen and then they would happen. Um, And my mom, who is an incredible lady and who's also very spiritual herself, sort of has these psychic tendencies in these psychic moments where like I remember she dragged me into her car and she was like I have I've seen that there's this discounted pair of sunglasses this designer brand of vintage sunglasses at this op shop and we need to drive there she'd never been to the op shop before and we drove there and needless to say she found this like $700 pair of sunglasses on the sunglass rack for $2. And she literally had a vision about that, like a dream. And honestly, I think it's pretty badass that my mom literally manifests and sees designer clothing for a discounted rate. Like she is too turned. But <laughs> it kind of gave me a um, a feel into, I didn't understand it. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know if it was religion or if it was God or if it was something else. But all I knew and all I figured out really young was that there was something there and there was something listening. And I had a strong belief that things didn't happen for no reason and everything was adding up. Things would happen to me on my life and I'd look back and it was like someone was shining a light on why certain things had happened to get me to where I am at that or was at that point 
every time I thought I wanted something and I didn't get it, something greater came in its place. And some of you might relate to that. Some of you might not, but it all began with this understanding that there was something bigger than me and I was a part of a plan and maybe that plan wasn't even my own, which is a scary um, thought, I guess. But maybe I was sort of not a puppet, but not a chess piece. It sounds so like you have no free will and of course you do, but I really felt like something was guiding me and moving me to make certain decisions. And then from there, I'm going to share with you one of my craziest stories, and it's a little bit lame, (laughs) but basically I had a really big crush on this guy, and he wasn't from New Zealand. I'd never met him. Um, He was a creative person. He was in the creative world. He had a job very different from what I did. He was older than me. He lived in America, and I basically attached myself to him. I used to write his name on my tests and on my exam scripts for good luck. I used to listen to his music all the time. I used to wear his like merchandise, all these things. And when he came to visit New Zealand, he had a concert here. He ended up reaching out to me and we ended up seeing each other. And I ended up actually dating him for about a year and a half. And just this process of loving someone and seeing myself with them and attaching myself to them and them not having any idea who I was and he reaches out to me on social media of his own accord is just completely unheard of. It just it just makes no sense. And I couldn't help but think that I had created that situation and created that reality. Um And it was really the greatest example that I have of manifesting your life. And now please take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. I'm not saying that you should all go and try and manifest yourself to be with Justin Bieber, but I hope you can see how kind of life-changing that was. It really opened my eyes that there was another power happening and I had the power to harness this and use it. Um, The other thing that really drew my attention was that I always had a great sense of knowing about what my friends would end up doing with their life. And any of my close friends listening to this might know what I'm talking about, but I would tell my mum and I would write down my close friends' life stories. Like, and I'm not, I don't mean people who I'm friendly with. I mean, like literally my best friends. Um, And every single thing that I wrote for my friends came true Um, in in an alarming way. And the only person who really knew about this was my mom. My mom would pull me aside and be like, oh my gosh, you know, your friend, blah, blah, blah. She's done, blah, blah, blah. And you said she would do that. And I was like, I know. Even if my friends began studying something, I knew that they would change and study something else. Or if they graduated something, I knew they would end up working in something else. I always knew where my friends would live. I actually have a very strong feeling about who they might marry, when they might get married, what they might do with their lives. I can really tap into it. Unfortunately, I can't tap into it incredibly as strong with myself. That's just the gift of life, I feel, you know, you can do things for some someone else. Sometimes you can't do it for yourself. But I started to notice that these coincidences and things that I felt intuitively were going to happen were happening. And that is the biggest word that I want to communicate with you guys is intuition. Um, and to not push it to the side, to really focus on listening to your intuition and trusting it. Because 
when I say to you, oh, you know, when you have a gut feeling, gut feelings are always right. When has your gut feeling ever been wrong? I've had gut feelings that boys I've been seeing have been talking to other girls, certain girls, and then bang, they were. Like the universe just tells you, you just know. Um, and I'm, I know I'm using fuck boys as an example, but it's a very obvious example. And I think that a lot of people will be able to relate to that. Um, and I, I kind of was picking up on this and then I sort of realized that from that point on, I started to be far more spiritually connected. Um, I started to connect with actual spirits like my mother has and my grandmother has before me. Um, and I started to see people's energy fields. The process of seeing people's energy fields is something that I've had my whole life. Um, I can sort of, it's sort of like a very fine aura around them. I can't do it with everyone. I'm not walking down the street and seeing people's aura radiate off them. But if I try and if I tap into it, I can often read energy. Now, I know that sounds really crazy and really scary, but I will be able to sense where energy is stagnant in the body and where it might live greater than others. I have a close friend whose energy is very much around her head. It almost flows above her like a halo. And when I expressed this to her, she was kind of overwhelmed and blown away and said that people in the past had said similar things and she connected with it very strongly. Another friend's um, energy who I read recently, I was mentioning how it was blue and she connected greatly to the sea and she was super overwhelmed and again expressed how she always needed to see the sea to feel at peace and she struggled with that in the city. So I I do sort of have this light gift in seeing energy and very, very occasionally will I be able to connect to a spiritual voice. I haven't harnessed it enough. Um, I have a beautiful psychic spiritual reader who I see in Auckland, who I will link below. She's actually one of my friend's mothers. She is so talented. And um, she mentioned when I went to see her, she basically was just like, you actually, you're a psychic dude. And I was like, dude, I know. <laughs> um, so it's it's a very interesting thing. And I also know that this is not everyone's cup of tea, um, but this is my life and this is what I experience. And with all that knowledge and with what, what I was experiencing, I began to write and write more and more and more. And when I was writing, I was channeling all this energy. And I guess some of the success of my writing might have been in the fact that I have the energetic gift to see what people need to hear. So often people will say to me, oh, you, what you wrote came at the perfect time. I can't believe your timing. I'm going through it today. I'm going through it this week, blah, blah, blah. And that's because I can sense energetically that a huge amount of people might be feeling the same thing. And if you do read my writing or you're on Quotes with Cass or you have experienced that, that might ring a bell to you. You might relate to that. You might not at all. Um, so the first thing that I did from here when trying to grow my spirituality was I got into books. Um, so I have a list of books here to recommend to you today, exact titles. Some of you have probably heard them, me talk about them before. Um, the first one is The Universe Has Your Back by Gabrielle Bernstein. That book basically was like, you know, if you imagine a racehorse and the gates open, it runs out on the track. That book to me was the opening of the gates for my spiritual journey. Gabrielle was able to give me an insight onto something that 
I had never been able to put words to before. And for that, I will always owe her. She really made me feel seen and not alone in this experience. And she she was the leader for me for this journey. And I can't ever talk about my spiritual journey without talking about Gabrielle Bernstein. Um, she has incredible meditations, kundalini meditations, if you've never practiced them. Highly recommend. She also has another book called Super Attractor, which I am yet to read. So I don't want to bluntly recommend that. But great book. Um, from there, I read a book called The Alchemist. The Alchemist was another pivotal moment that I my eyes were just opened. Um, I also got into a writer called Brenny Brown. Brenny Brown. Um, sorry, I can't f- to- don't totally know the pronunciation. She has fantastic TED Talks, guys. If you don't feel like reading all those books that I'm recommending, please check out her TED Talks. I think they have something like 100 million views. She is an incredible scientist who studied vulnerability. And from that drew an incredibly spiritual conclusion about vulnerability and how strong vulnerability is. Um, From there, uh, more recently, I got into a coach called Lacey Phillips. Um, If you've ever spoken to me, I rave about Lacey Phillips. My friend Amber put me onto her work. Shout out Amber. Um, And she changed my life. She really doubles down and hones in on the practice of manifestation. If you are taking this really seriously and this is a big thing in your life that you would like to work on, I cannot recommend Lacey Phillips enough. She has a program called To Be Magnetic. It costs about $27 a month. And in that you get all these courses to work through your inner child, your shadow self, incredible, incredible things. Because her theory is that when we're hurt subconsciously, when we're younger, like from the age of like seven to 14, you form these negative stories about yourself that you keep looping. And that is why you will experience the same relationship more than once, the same hurdles more than once, the same life blocks more than once, because you subconsciously don't feel like you're worth more, right? It's like a record, like a broken record, focusing on that negative thing that you might not even think about now, but that you thought about when you were younger. Um, So that was really my process with my healers. I'm still working with Lacey Phillips. She is absolutely incredible. Um, So of course, on the journey of spirituality, I, the things that I got involved in, and I'm not saying you need to do this all at once, (laughs) but I was practicing yoga a lot. So I work at Lululemon, if you don't know. (laughs) And um, I was working at Lululemon and basically found a pure love for yoga And a lot of writing ideas really come to me when I'm doing yoga. In fact, I used to actually practice with my phone beside me, which I know is freaking terrible. But I would come out of a pose and write something down um, in my phone. So, you know, a poem or an idea. So I was getting into yoga and yoga was really awakening me and giving me insight into myself. From yoga, I moved on to meditation. I love guided meditations. I struggle deeply in doing meditations by myself. I actually have never followed a meditation app. 
Um, I don't know why. I'm sure there are some really great ones out there. If you would like me to try and look into them, I'm more than happy to. I, guys, I just do guided meditations on YouTube. Um, Gabrielle Bernstein, again, big, big guided meditation fan. She has loads that she does. I actually did one of her Kundalini meditations, um, before I released Darling. And just, I remember just sitting on my knees on my yoga mat doing this meditation, channeling spirit, channeling the universe. And I came out of the meditation and I had this resounding sound in my head and the voice was saying, we will not let you fail. And I just was streaming tears and we ended up publishing Darling and they did not let me fail. Um, Loads of you came through to support me and thank you for that. And if you don't have a book, feel free to buy my book, www.cassandragrod.com slash shop. Uh, both of my books are available. <laughs> Harmless segue, complete. <laughs> um, no, so I love meditation. I got into that. Please don't beat yourself up if you're not doing it every day. Like it is, it doesn't have to be an everyday thing. Um, and from there, I discovered a huge passion and a huge love that I have in astrology. And that is actually something that I'm looking at training in. I would love to be able to read tarot and to read the stars, read astrology charts for people. Um, It's a huge goal of mine, actually. I am obsessed with a lady called Stargirl, the Practical Witch on YouTube. Um, Give her a search. All of these people, by the way, are completely non-sponsored. This is just people who've helped my journey. Um... Anyway, she does these brilliant astrology readings and they are so accurate. You will just cry and die and freak out. I also would really recommend that you do ask your mum or your dad or your caregiver what time you were born and do your full chart, meaning your sun sign, your rising sign and your moon sign. By the way, for those who are not aware of astrology, your sun sign is like, yeah, it's important, but it's like kind of nothing. Like, give me your whole chart, bitch, or else. (laughs) And I have friends who I'm like, hey, can you just ask your mom, like, what time you're born? And they're like, Cass, shut up. Um, For those wondering, I am a Libra sun, a Aries rising, and a Scorpio moon. I think I am so true to my chart in the respect of, like, my Scorpio moon is my writing and my emotion and my creativity. My Aries rising is my confidence, my being seen, putting myself out there, my fieriness, and then my Libra sun being the balance and the fairness and the harmony. And I have a huge obsession with beauty. Um, I love beauty. I love aesthetics. I love style. I really appreciate it in other people. I always talk about myself like a magpie. Like I love shiny objects. I'm always looking for something shiny and beautiful and I love being shiny and beautiful. And I don't even mean that to be vain or arrogant or whatever. You might be thinking that like, well, she's crazy, but I just, it really adds harmony and value to my life. I really love it. Um, so yeah, go do your full full um, chart. If you want a very digestible, easy vers- version, check out CoStar. Otherwise, Astrology Cafe could also be good, or you could also go see an astrologer, which could be really fun as well. Um, So yes, I got into astrology, and from there, I started to dun-dun-dun, dun-dun-dun-dun, become interested in witches. (laughs) everyone is unfollowing me. Everyone is burning my book. Everyone is running. Everyone is 
everyone is um, reporting me to the government. I get it. No. So I became very interested in what the process was like to become a Wiccan, which is the uh, religion basically sort of beside witches. And I really respect people who do it. And I think it's really cool. And I am in no way, shape or form practicing fully witchery, but I'm super interested in it. And shout out to anyone who is. And to be honest, guys, that shit fucking works. We used to have this joke called Cass's Curses and I cursed an ex I had and like the worst things ever happened to him. So um, when I was like 15. <laughs> so hashtag bring back Cass's Curses. I love cursing a bitch. If you need a bitch cursed, let me know. Um, or I could hex them. No, I'm kidding. We're not going to do that. But I got into spells. <laughs> I am not kidding. Really funny story. My dad actually lives in fear of like water around the house. Like he opened, he'll open my bedroom door and he'll be like, is this tap water or spell water? And I'm like, tap water. He's like, okay, got it. Because <laughs> I'm always like making spells and making potions. Um, I literally wish I was kidding, but this is my life, guys. Um... And a lot of that is related to my new moon ritual. So I do practice a new moon ritual. Um, sorry, full moon ritual. Okay, there's the full moon and then there's the new moon. I'm talking about a full moon ritual. Sorry. Um, yeah, so I do practice a full moon ritual, which basically is the creation of a spell, placing the spell outside under the moonlight to absorb the energy from the moon. I put my crystals out to charge and I will do a reflection on the past month that was and all the limiting beliefs I have about myself. And I will actually burn that list in front of my own eyes. Like I will cinder it, burn the list. And then I will create new goals for the following month. Things I'm manifesting, just a huge big reflection on how I've been and how I've been acting. Um, and from there, I will the next day take the moon water and I add it with lavender, um, baking soda, which cleanses your energy aura, and and some few a few other herbs and spices, and I will end up having a bath with crystals, and I will add that moon spell and that ritual to the bath. And honestly, guys, after I take that bath, it's literally like I've hit the blunt ten times. I can't even stand up. My eyes are squinting. I feel like a baby in the womb. I'm like warm and cocooned and fresh and new and all my energy is so clean and I just get into my bed and I sleep so well. Um, so I love practicing that, which is another thing that I found really um, effective to kind of round this up with my story, with where I am at with everything um, daily gratitude. I do a lot of gratitude. I speak out loud to the universe. I think the key thing that I really want to communicate with you guys is trust, trusting in the universe that it has your back and whatever you're trying to bring into your life, it will bring into your life and show you exactly what you feel worthy of. And if you don't feel worthy of love or of blessings or of money or of career or of stability, you will never have it because everything in your life is a mirror and it's just reflecting back to you what you 
already put out. So if you want to receive more, you need to be more and stand up for yourself more and show up more and give more and be good to yourself and true to yourself. And only then will the universe bring it back to you. That's where people go really wrong with manifestation. They literally just write something on a piece of paper like I want a Lamborghini. No, you need a you know, your self-worth, that's probably too big of a goal. You need to work your way up to it and take it step by step. You want a Lamborghini, you need to manifest a Nissan first, bitch, or a go-kart or a fucking e-scooter and work your way up and grow your self-worth in the process. Um, I hope that makes sense because the thing is with all of this stuff, all that anyone's trying to do spiritually spiritually is get back to their authentic self. That's all they're trying to do. And that's all the universe has as a goal for you, is for you to be your truest, most authentic self, living your purpose, working in your purpose day to day, fulfilling that dream. Every soul is on this earth for a reason. We are all here collectively. We have chosen to be in a physical body from past lives, or maybe you're a new soul, but you are here with a purpose and it is the universe's intention that you will live that out. So first, you may have never have even heard someone talk like I'm speaking. And I I am, you know, I do apologize for that. I do feel really called to do this podcast at the moment because we are actually in the spiritual awakening. Um, a lot of spiritual guides and readers will tell you this, but 2020 basically is the great awakening and a call to higher consciousness, um, which you could probably already feel. A lot of people are waking up and becoming more interested in this kind of thing, natural remedies. Also, the earth currently has the highest energetic field that it ever has. The earth, I can't talk to you in exact scientific measurements, but the earth is basically vibrating at an energy of 32 and the highest it's never, and it's like hertz per hour. I'm, I don't know the exact conversion, but the highest it has ever um, vibrated in history was about 0.2. So we are majorly, we have literally created more energy this year. And what that means is that when you're spending energy, you're getting it replenished back. And that is what's giving people the energy to go out and stand up for what they believe in and to shout and scream and to make change and to like, just shake everything up about themselves. We also have eclipse season right now, guys. So I'm sure some of you may have experienced huge um, change, huge movement, career change, unbelievable career change going on right now. And I want you to really think about what that's calling you to do and what's in the back of your head. What's your purpose? What's your passion? What's that voice saying? And it's about curiosity. What are you curious about? Think about what you're curious about. You don't need to be the best at this thing. You just need to do it for yourself. And it's about thinking about what you're interested in and just turning your head to look at it more. Be more curious. Be more curious. Be more curious. How can I learn more about something that makes me happy? So if you're having these moments of huge change, relationships ending, career ending, new career beginnings, home life, family, mum and dad, something's going on, changing your living situation, travel is delayed right now. That is actually like a thing. Um, not just because of the pandemic, that's showing in the stars. All travel will be delayed. 
You are being held where you are for a reason. And it is not a setback. It is not holding you back. Think about yourself just floating down the river and what can you see and what can you feel and how can you stop to enjoy the moment? How can you nurture these relationships around you right now? Um, So this is a huge year for us spiritually. This is a huge awakening, a huge call to consciousness. Things will be happening. Things will be changing. I actually... um, Oh, I don't I don't even know if I should like say it, but I had a couple predictions about this year. Every single one has come true. I have a couple more predictions about this year, which I'm not going to say. It is not my place, um, but I have a strong feeling about where this is going and I think it will be for the greatest good. So take that as you will, but when bad things are happening, there is good that's going to come from them. There is going to be change. Mark my words, we are moving and you want to be on the right side of history. Um, so thanks for the tangent, Cass. Love that. Um, at this point in the pod, I'm going to do a little section on psychics and mediums. Um, any psychics and mediums listening, all love, so much respect. Um, thank you for what you do. I personally love you. I have visited psychics and mediums my whole life. Um, what I'm going to do is I kind of just want to do a little disclaimer, because from what I've noticed in my friends and in myself is you tend to go see psychics or mediums when you need an answer. And whilst they can sometimes do that, I also think it's really important that people answer their own questions through hard work and shining their own light inwards and digging deep in themselves and not kind of putting that pressure on psychics and mediums. Um, But you might, and that's cool. I had a experience with a psychic where she sort of went on a big tangent or rant and predicted my whole life. Um, And she was incredibly accurate about some things. And unfortunately, though, when she predicted my entire life, I realized that for the next few months, I was walking around kind of being like, is this going to happen? She said this was going to happen. Am I going to go here? Am I going to go there? Where am I going to go? And It's actually really toxic to do that. A friend of mine told a story about how a girl she knew went to see a psychic who told her she was going to meet her soulmate in Mount Eden, which is an area in Auckland if you're not listening from Auckland. And her friend literally moved to Mount Eden and walked up and down the roads for four years and never met him. And that is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. You cannot live for psychic predictions. You need to go out and enjoy yourself and be yourself. And maybe those things will find you, whatever. So I just want to put a little warning out there. Um, For instance, the psychic told me that I was going to get an internship in Wellington about three years ago and I was going to live in Australia for five years and I was never, ever, ever going to go to the United States. And I'll tell you what did happen and that's I went to the United States and I lived there. I've never lived in Australia and I didn't get an internship in Wellington. But for about eight months, I was literally walking around like, where's my internship in Wellington? Um, So that's just my little warning. I really love healers. I love mediums and I love the whole thing. I love psychics, but I'm very, um, I would sort of suggest that you focus on your energy right now 
right now what you can do to help yourself and the past and maybe you need answers from the past and why certain things happened but I would really recommend that you don't put too much pressure on them to get those answers of when will I get married and when will I have a baby I just think it's too detrimental to your own life in a way um so yeah I just wanted to put that in there no hate no tea no shade just a personal experience I'm sure psychics and mediums kind of understand what I'm getting out with that I think there's a lot of pressure on them sometimes and I think that the client can definitely help themselves in certain ways and it's great to focus on right now and what you can change right now to be positive and best aid you in the current moment okay guys from here we are going to move into some questions that have been asked on my Instagram. So I'm just going to choose a select few. Thank you for all your questions. By the way, if you would like to submit a question for the pod, um, feel free to DM me or roughly every second week I will post on my story and ask for questions about a certain topic and that will be your chance to reach out and see what questions and what topics I'm going to be talking about or you can jump on the Facebook page and reach me there. I love your questions. I love talking to you. And thank you for your flow of questions. It's so amazing how many of us are listening to this and tuning in. So anyway, um, someone said, how do you approach discussing spirituality with someone who has very different views to you? It's a great question. Um, some of you listening to this probably have very different views to me. Um and I mean, I'm quite lucky in the respect that all my friends are very open to this. I think I've kind of manifested friends who have a very similar mentality to me or who really appreciate it and really respect it in me. I definitely, if you know me in person, I make it no secret that I'm spiritually connected and working on it and that I have connections to spirit or to the universe, I make it very, very obvious. So if you're not sort of going to fuck with that and you don't like it or you don't want it around you, people just, I assume, would tend not to engage with me, but all my friends do. In terms of talking to a perfect stranger, I honestly would never just jump headfirst into it because I never want to preach. And this is something that I enjoy, but you might not. You might have another view, you might have a religion, whatever, and that is totally okay. And I respect that. And that is your choice. So I, I would never jump into preachy woo-woo shit if they weren't um, ready for it. So I've never on honestly encountered that too terribly. Most people have been pretty open-minded and I guess I am quite guarded and quite select about who I share this information with. I've never ever talked about what I'm talking to you guys about right now on my Instagram ever. It's very raw. It's very vulnerable for me. Um, but it is a huge thing in my life and it's really important to me. I'm learning how to step into it more. Uh, yeah, so I hope that answers your question. But to really sum that up, I would say respect is huge for everyone. Respect for yourself, respect for who you're talking to, and just know that all opinions are valid. Um, how did you begin your spiritual journey? I think I covered that one a little bit. I began, I kind of just naturally found my way into it. I literally sort of gradually, gradually, gradually had more moments, more awakenings, more connections, more coincidences, and it just literally flowed into one another. So it, it was a gradual process. It's I've been doing this for probably about 10 years now in terms of collecting information and learning more. Um, yeah, 
someone asked how you probably properly <laughs> properly learned to use crystals. Now, that is such a good question. I get asked about it all the time. To be really honest with you, I love crystals, but I actually in a past life regression was told that I used to sell crystals in another lifetime. <laughs> so I love them. My mum loves them too, which is amazing. She collects so many, but my mum actually passed down a crystal book to me and I read the crystal book with all the crystals. There are loads of books that are able to provide you on that um, and the exact properties of certain crystals. My recommendation would be to start small. Google literally one type of crystal, Google amethyst, learn about it, write it down. If you have the money, purchase an amethyst, work with it. Things you can do with crystals, um, put it. you can carry it around on the daily. You can put it in your bag. You can put it in your water, drink crystal infused water. You can put crystals under your bed, under your pillow, all sorts of things. So I would recommend getting a crystal book that can explain that in far greater detail and to start really, really small. Um, when you're buying crystals, I would recommend that you source them from someone who is um, kind of like authentic and gets the crystals in a good way. There is a little bit of, um, I don't know what the right word is, sort of corruption in the crystal industry. People who ethically, that's the word, they might not get them ethically. So yes, seek that out, seek where the crystals are coming from and try to avoid buying crystals in um, department stores. Like I know that loads of sort of bougie high-end fashion stores sell crystals and they are so overpriced, guys. Um, I think one of the best places you'll actually find crystals is in like little Sunday markets, like local Sunday markets. If you've got any of those around, there's always a store selling crystals every time and they're far more reasonably reasonably priced, less markup, and they tend to be really ethically sourced. So I have collected a lot of crystals. Just I, They sort of find me, you know, like out and about at the markets or there are, of course, spiritual shops, um, spiritual websites. I use a lady called Pretty Soul Stories online. She has really great crystals. Uh, so do a little Google, do a little hunt on social media, but don't spend big bucks that you don't need to. Some are expensive, the really big ones, but not all of them. Okay, so next question. Someone said tips on how to journal. So I'm not entirely sure what type of journaling you're wanting to do, but one thing that I think is so cute and so fun, and I actually got this from a book called Steal Like an Artist, which if you haven't read, oh my God, so good. So anyway, um, he basically talks about having a small notebook and in the notebook, he does a little picture and an illustration for his three favorite moments of the day. So it will be like, got coffee with my friend, went to the gym, patted my dog. And it just starts really small, but it just means that he was saying how he attributes that to focusing on the good parts of his day, not the bad. And that's kind of a really good thing if you're in a bit of a rut and you find it hard to find something you're grateful for. Try that out. I did it myself and I found it really beneficial because it just takes 
that pressure off you. And I really think there is a lot of pressure in the spiritual realm. Um, you know, got to do all these things and manifest and list and blah, blah, blah. Like, just make it super simple and get back to what works for you. Realistically, you might not be able to do a gratitude list twice a day and, a, a, you know, meditation and yoga and all this stuff, you know, can you do one thing every two days? How do you build this up and make it authentic to you? So journaling might not even be your thing to this person who asked me that. And that's okay. Maybe it's speaking out loud. Maybe it's podcast. Maybe it's taking short notes, but it's just coming at it from a place that really works for you. Um, if you, of course, do fully want to journal, what I would recommend is that you take notes of kind of journal prompts throughout your day, things people say that are really cool that you hold on to, write them down, and then journal on that point, journal on an experience, journal on a thought that you had throughout the day. I hope that is some help. Okay, next question. Someone said, can you see spirits? Um... I have had, to be really honest with you, a few, a very select handful of moments where I have seen a spirit, um, but every time they have been an ancestor or particularly a grandparent to me. So it's not like I'm walking around seeing these like scary, scary ghosts. When I was younger, like five years old, um, I used to come into, one time I come into, came into the kitchen and told my mum all this information about her dad and her dad died. He actually died the day I was born. And my mum was like, how do you, what? Like, how do you know this? And she was like, and I was like, oh, he told me. Mum was kind of just playing along. She's like, oh, when did he tell you? And I was like, last night he sits on my bed and tells me stories. And mum was like, whoa, um, <laughs> this is crazy. So I have had a few instances. It's not an everyday thing. I definitely get channeled messages, like messages that I hear, but I don't um, necessarily see the person attached to that voice. And honestly, the biggest way that I channel messages is through writing. In terms of physically seeing a spirit, I think it's probably happened to me roughly three times that I would remember in my whole life. Um, yeah, I know there's some people who can though, which is really cool and must be like a lot. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if this fits into spiritual, but tips for getting out of a rut slash burnout. Great question. Um, and definitely spiritual. When you're in a rut or burnout, it's probably likely that your chakras aren't aligned or that you have overspent certain energy in a certain place. And that is super tough. Um, I'm sorry that you're going through that. I would really recommend doing yoga and doing some backbends, like recharging backbends. Backbends are very, very restorative and create a lot of energy and opening up the heart chakra. So that could be really cool. Go do some yin yoga and also just slow down, you know, look after yourself, take a bath, take, you know, a shower, do something for you that you really like, go for a walk and just stop putting so much pressure on yourself to perform and to wake up early and to do all these things and squeeze it all in. I used to be someone who was trying to do a thousand things at once and it achieved nothing. I was just dog paddling and back back pedaling dog paddling and back pedaling <laughs> but I was I was so stagnant um and I think it's 
when you're burnt out and you're tired emotionally and energetically, you need things that are going to really feed your soul. Good food, water, sleep, and just taking a step back from social events and this pressure that you put on yourself and looking at your life and looking at where you can change and adapt this to better suit restorative and healing practices. It's about how you can help yourself um, and self-soothe. You know, as, it, as imagine yourself as like a little baby. How can you self-soothe? And one more question. <laughs> I can't remember if I said the last one was the final question. Um, someone asked me about my past lives. So I have done a bit of a past life regression, not a full proper one, but one that really came up to me or came up for me was that I was a singer or performer somewhere and like it, like I was on a stage. I remember just seeing like a stage and glitz and glamour probably around the 1920s, um, which was really cool. I'm, I have a deep connection to that sort of era of the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, I, the fashion and everything about it. I have a huge, a huge amount of nostalgia for it. I'm obsessed with Marilyn Monroe, that whole era. Um, so that came up for me. And then apparently, actually, I don't really want to tell you my other past lives. <laughs> I had some really interesting other past lives as well. So I'm a very old soul. Like I'm literally like 5,000 years old. It is crazy. And I'm trapped in this 23-year-old body. And I'm like, <gasps> um, every psychic who meets me is like, oh my God, you're so old. I was like, I know. <laughs> They're like, you're the oldest soul. Like you must find it so tough. And I was like, I do. They're like, you must feel older than everyone. Like one um, spiritual healer I even went to, she's like, oh my God, you're so much older than me. Like, can you please tell me a couple of things? And I know that sounds crazy to people listening, but it basically just means how many times your soul has visited the earth. Um, often people who are sort of creatives or find their way into creativity very quickly are quite old souls um, and have practiced, you know, writing or singing or whatever it is before. And I think I'm no different. So yeah, it's a little bit of tad bit of insight. Yeah. So that is all our questions. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I hope it has been in some way interesting. I really hope you're well. Also, just to go back over the fact that there will be links in the show notes to donate to the Black Lives Matter movement. Also, everything I've mentioned will be linked in the show notes as well for your ease to find anything I've chatted about today. Um, we're actually going to have an episode coming out of Sass with Cass again next week with um, a special guest. So that will be really cool and really fun. So keep an eye out for that. If you're wanting to buy either of my books, Darling or Bully, you can find both of them at www.cassandragrod.com. If you want to reach out to me, you can find me on my Instagram at cassandragrod at quotes with Cass and make sure you join the Facebook page. Awesome. Have a great, great, beautiful day, guys, wherever you are. I'm sending you so much light and love and energy through this message. If you've tuned in and listened to this the whole way through, there is blessings coming your way and I can see it for you. Keep safe. So much love. Talk soon. Bye. Hey.